It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Hello, good evening. Welcome to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Bonjour, Simon Marcel. Bonsoir, la belle Angie Taylor. I love the blouse. This you love my blouse? I love the blouse you're wearing tonight. Thank it, you very much. Well. Yeah, no, no, it's I, wonderful. I had a fancy photo shoot earlier in the day for radio, and I'm still dressed up and nowhere to go except back to work. <laughs> Looking good. You should Always take good me to out. See you. you should take me out after the show. Well, since it, I look it's, so cute. It's late, but we should maybe <laughs> That's go all right. wild on the town. Yes, I'll do a nightcap. Um, so yeah. listen, I want everybody to uh, call us eight five five nine zero five eight two five five if you want to get any advice on love, dating, relationships, or romance. That's what our show is all about. French romance, professional amazingness. You've been all, oh, all around the world. Just, no, and <laughs> you are just, so... The only um, amazing person is you, Angie. Oh, That's please. The, if there's one of us, it's, it's Angie in all aspects of it, including please. being realist. Uh, I may well, be romantic, but you're definitely a realist. And we yes. need that. You know, I can get carried away with my romance, so... Well, sometimes uh, somebody's got to shake you, you know, like your best friend that's like, girl, that's right. what are you doing? Girl, you're being crazy. Um, so please call us up if you need any advice. We do have some calls waiting right now. Also, our website, simonandangie.com. Uh, we take emails there all the time. People are a little bit shy. They yep. don't maybe want to call the radio about personal things. So we get it. But yes. uh, I want to get to the phones next, Simon, when we come back. Let's talk to some people. See what is going on in your love life. If you need advice from us, we are here for you. So we'll do that next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie, 855-905-8255. All your love, romance, dating questions. Simon Marcel, myself, Angie Taylor, we are ready to take them. So let's yes. go. What is going on in your life? Let's go to Houston, Texas, listening on the iHeart app. This is Gardenia has a question about her boyfriend. Hey, Gardenia. Hi, guys. Hi. Hello. Bonjour. Thanks for calling The Rendezvous. What is your question? Okay, so I've been dating my boyfriend for two years and eight months now. Woo! And um, so, yeah, it's been a pretty long time. Okay. And uh, this whole time, like, I've been really, really, I well, in my part, I think I've been really supportive. Um, I've put my part in as a girlfriend. You know, I'm always with their family. I'm super outgoing. So, like, everything that he wants, not that I'll get it for him, but I like to spoil my man, you know? That's great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so now... This has been going on for a while where, like, he thinks that his friends come first because, like, oh, um, boys before, you know, girls and all that, you know? Did so, he, did, did he, he did not use that line on you, did he, the bros before hoes? Because I hate that no, line. No, yeah, he did. Oh. Who says that? I've, I've never heard exactly, that Exactly, exactly. It's rude. Anyway, yeah. so he's hanging oh, out God. with his boys Boy. way more than you. Is that the problem? I'm like, yeah, well, I mean... No, it's not a problem because his friends are also my friends because we go way back from high school. Well, that's we all in the wrestling team, you know? Okay. So, so what, what's like, the problem then? Like, they they come first. Every single time that I want the boyfriend-girlfriend time, it's always them first. Like, for example, he one day was like, okay, I was like, you know what? I'm tired of it. Like, it's my turn. You know, I want my time. So, like, for me to have to tell him that, first of all, it was kind of a problem for me. Mm-hmm. Like, should I really be telling my boyfriend that I want time? 
Yeah, I mean, sometimes you have to if you're feeling like you're not getting enough time. Are you guys setting dates and, like, sometimes life gets busy and I don't know if it's all because of the the friends he has. I don't know your relationship, but it seems like that's a problem. But do you guys set date like, hey, instead of saying I want more time, can you say Friday night, I have time. If you have time, let's have a date. And he says no. Yeah, no, I tell him, like, hey, oh, and he also doesn't like to spend money. So we, I'm like, I, that's not a problem. Like, he works, and he goes to college, so I'm like, you know what, okay, I got a house, day is fine, like, let's watch a movie, I'll make you some pasta, like, let's do it. But uh-huh. there's the times where, where I'll be like, okay, it's my time, and we'll set dates, like, for example, Tuesdays and Thursdays. Mm-hmm. And he'll call his friends and tell him, okay, well, let's hang out tonight, even though I already basically, like, reserved my spot. Ah, yeah. So you're not coming first, Simon. What do you say, Katinia? I have I have a couple of questions. The first one is, why do you put up with it? Um, I guess it's been like where I just love him so much that I'm like, you know what? Okay, I get it. Your friends come first, and I'll no, no, never okay. ever say that. <laughs> never say that, honey. <laughs> ever. You should come first before. Yes. Forsaking all others is the term they use when people get married. That means that the person that you are with comes before everybody else. That means friends, family, children, you come first. Because if you guys are not working, then nothing works. Yes, so that's number one. Okay, so we got to reverse the rule. It's you come first. If he's he's your true love and you are his true love, then you're going to come first. If he doesn't make it make you feel like you come first then here's what i think you should do a little distance all right so instead of always being always there always preparing the dinner always spoiling him yes that's enough okay you're not here to spoil him at all costs if he doesn't treat you like you his number one his first is everything and therefore a little distance if you can See him less. When you are available, you see him. But you got to set back the balance of love. And saying that his friends come first, you're you're agreeing to take a back seat in your relationship to his friends, and that's not cool. Gardenia, we have to take a quick break. Can you hang on the line? Because we, I have more to tell you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Okay, hold on one second. We'll be back with Gardenia. Girl, we need to have you find your power. We need to have you be Beyonce in this relationship. Hang on one second. More when we come back on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're on the line with uh, Gardenia calling for advice from Houston, Texas, saying, hey, my boyfriend of three and a half years, almost four years actually, is more about the bros than he is about his girl, Gardenia, you said that one of the things that he complains about when it comes to going out with you is that he doesn't want to spend the money. I'm curious, yeah. when he's having all these bro nights, is he going out and spending money with the bros? Yeah. So oh, it's okay yeah, for yeah. him to spend. Okay. Where are they going? What are they doing? Are they going to bars? They, well, where? Okay, so he pulls the gas card on you and be like, oh my gosh, I don't want to waste gas. That's one. But then You're I'm not even to... worth a tank of gas? Gardenia. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I agree with Simon. You have to take back okay. your power in this relationship. But how am I that... supposed to sound like, no, waste the gas a tank on me. Like, let's go somewhere. No, 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 no. The question is not that. The question is, right now, Gardenia, if you want to gain your self-esteem back, if you want to feel good as a woman, like the Beyonce feeling, like a queen, 
and not like her servant. You're not going to see him for a little bit. You're going to say, listen, I've talked to Simon and Angie, and I don't want to be after the bro. I don't want to be after anybody. And either you come and spend the money when we on the gas and act like a gentleman, or you know what, you know, uh, I'm not going to see you for a little bit. Now it's you rules, Gardenia, all right? Don't let him <laughs> walk on you anymore. You say, I am your girlfriend. I come first. If you're willing to waste a tank of gas on your bros, you can waste a tank of gas on me. That's what you say. And if he doesn't say, oh, wow, okay, I'm not worth that tank of gas, bye. Bye. Bye, Felicia. Yeah, no. What he comes up with is, um, what does he say? Oh, does money really, uh, what does he say? Something about how money is really, like, is money really the issue? Like, does that really tell well, you? Well, he's making it the issue. You're not making it the issue. He is the one that is saying, we can't afford it. I don't want to spend the money, blah, blah, blah. But he's okay to spend it with his boys? That's not cool. That's, that's not acceptable. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck to um, you, Gardenia. Get, yes. your, get strong. Listen to some, like, serious Beyonce. Put that album on. Put on whatever empowers you. And just stand up for yourself. Yes. yes Good luck to you. Good night. All right, more of The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie when we come back. Thanks for listening tonight to The Rendezvous. Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor. Simon, you Angie. are from France. Well, I, je suis. I am from France. Je suis de la yes. France, de, from Paris. The capital of romance, in case you didn't hear the accent on Simon Marcel. And a lot of times, you know, here in America, we're not used to that amount of romance and a lot of people have mm. questions for you they need your advice simon so sure. i want to reach into the bonjour simon marcel mm-hmm. bag of emails for questions about <laughs> love and dating and romance you can write us anytime at simon and simon this one comes to us from lucy listening uh saint rose louisiana on voodoo 104 she says bonjour simon marcel bonjour lucy I went out on a date with a man earlier tonight, and when he saw me, he told me I looked great, but he didn't like my shoes. I awkwardly laughed what? it off, and we had a nice date, but I can't help but wonder why you would say something like that to me as soon as we meet. What do you think? I think a lot of times, first dates, obviously you're sizing somebody up on their appearance because you don't really know very much about them, but to... You know, the filter that you have, you probably shouldn't say everything you're thinking right away because you could dismiss people. But, Simon, she wants your advice on this situation. It's not romantic. Uh, No, saying to on a first date to a wonderful woman, I don't like your shoes. It's like saying I don't like a part of you. Right. It's it displaces the criticism from the shoes to your feet to something. Right. So. That's Let's not talk, a good sign. Yeah, I want to know why uh, she should or should not go out with this guy again, and what does that really mean? Maybe you can help clue us in I, on a guy's perspective. I will. I okay, will. perfect. Let's talk more about this email from Lucy. Poor Lucy. I mean, what were these shoes? I don't know. When next will we come back <laughs> on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie? Welcome back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We got an email for Bonjour Simon Marcel, somebody wanting advice from our French romantic Simon Marcel at simonandangie.com. This is from Lucy, and she was saying, hey, I went out with a guy on a first date, and when he saw me, he told me I look great, but he didn't like my shoes. Why would a guy say that immediately? Like, oh, you look great. Uh, Those shoes are whack. Simon, what is the the mentality on this? Why would a guy do that? 
it, it does that to take you to take your balance off, to put you off balance. Because once a woman, especially with shoes and bags and accessories, if a guy says that, there are two reactions. One, you can say, screw you. Like in your mind, you can look at him and say, screw you. Or you can start to say, really, you don't like my shoes? And the insecurity is born right there. And from that minute on, you will do anything you can. And he knows that to please him. He will go from the shoes to control the way you, that's you what I carry yourself. So that's the root of the beginning of the control. So either you say, screw you in your mind and you'll never date this guy again. Or you just give in in the first trap. Yep. And then you become under his spell and his control. So to Lucy, who has this dilemma, went on a date with that dude. You know, obviously, Lucy, you, you reaching out to us. I have to say you shouldn't date a guy like this anymore because from the shoes, it's going to be to anything you're wearing. And then it's going to be maybe you weight. It's going to be mm-hmm. your, your, your cologne. It's going to be how much Talk you eat. Talk about it. Speak it's going to be what you drink. Go. Go, it's going to yes. be... <laughs> It's going to be, you know, your habits, your friends, your girlfriends, mm-hmm. where you live. It's going to be the mm-hmm. position of the, and so on. That's the first step of controlling somebody, make them feel insecure. You so lo- a thousand percent took every word out of my mouth. This is about dominance. It's about control. He's yes. insecure, showing up on a first date. So he's trying to make you think that you're not good enough off the bat. And that's his way of feeling like the big man in this relationship. Like, I don't like those shoes. They're not good enough. You're not good enough. Yes. It's a horrible thing to hear. Even if you go out on a first date with someone, Simon, and maybe you don't love her dress or love the way she applied her makeup that day, you would never say something like that to someone because it's degrading and it makes you feel bad. And the only reason somebody would do that upon meeting you is because they're trying to establish dominance or control 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 and see you your weaknesses it's like a shark who see if there is any part of you bleeding you know sharks are attracted by blood well perverts are attracted by weaknesses and mm-hmm. so that's the same thing uh so when that happens it's a lesson learned that's why i remember what i said when the guide says that to you you can either say it out loud screw you or you can think it have dinner, let him pay the bill, go home and move on. Maybe you know, I mean, do something else. If somebody meets you and they're like, You look great, I just don't like your shoes, I would be like, Well, I don't like your attitude. Bye. Yeah, exactly. And I'm out. I, I agree said with to you. Lucy, don't don't stay in that relationship, don't give him a chance. Oh tr- as we He's say trying back to home. find your weakness and some men love to find the weakness so that they can control everything. So not that you would ever do that, Simon. No, no, and you know how to avoid a shark? Just get out of the ocean with him. Ah, That's what you do. There you go. Get out of that situation. Exactly. exactly. It's the same thing. Simon, when we come back, let's uh, get to some more love and romance and dating questions next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Thanks for listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're all about love and dating and romance relationships. Call us anytime at 855-905-8255. Comment, Mm -hmm. question, uh, concern, whatever it is. So, Simon, I have a question to ask you. Sure. Since, you know, I'm not really, I'm not going on any first dates anymore. I've been with my husband for nine years now, but Mm -hmm. you go on dates. I do. And I want to know from you, have you ever gone out with someone who totally overshared her life on the first date and you wish they would have toned it down or have you ever gone out with someone who wouldn't tell you anything on a first date and you were left out left feeling like I I had to pull teeth I don't know anything about this person they didn't talk at all any of those scenarios ever happen both situations okay do you Uh, prefer someone to undershare or overshare overshare 
overshare. Oh, because because c'est la vie, it's life. So I've been on dates sometimes where um, the person in front of me would just say everything and can't stop talking, okay? But okay. that's also, now that I'm older, I know it's a little sign of, of anxiety on the first date. So totally. they talk and talk because they're afraid of the silence or they're afraid that... It's uncomfortable uh, to be silent and yes. they, they got to fill the air. They fill the air, so they tell you all their life. I think it's cute. I think it's charming. It has never... Uh, put me in a, in a bad uh, uh, mood or, or the contrary though is, is more scary or even creepy when yes. you have somebody who doesn't want to share feels like everything you ask they look at you like why are you asking me this or mm-hmm. you know and I like you know conversation I can you know of course it's easy for us and G, you and I to talk so you know whether it's on a date or a friend or we know how to have a conversation I, I so I think that when somebody doesn't share enough they usually have something to hide, and they don't want you to get to find it pretty quickly. <laughs> so uh. my instinct has been in the last 20 years, if somebody's so like reserved, I just usually don't follow up with them. I, I want to talk more about what your preference is. Um, would you prefer someone to undershare or overshare on a date? Which do you tend to do mm-hmm. on a first date? I want to know, Simon, from you, like what you do on dates. Are you an oversharer or an undershare? I think I, I know the answer. You. Yeah, but let's talk more about that when we return on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. I found this uh, question, Simon, about mm-hmm. dating on whether you would rather that your date be someone who overshares or undershares on the first date. I mean, I prefer oversharing as well because it's super uncomfortable when you're sitting across from someone and you feel like everything you ask them is a yes or no question. Then you feel like you're in a job interview or something, right? Yeah, um, and, and you said the same. Sometimes you can overshare... A little too much about family and, you know, like when I was growing up, my dad left my mom and he was an alcoholic and then I ran away from home and like it goes a little too heavy for the first date. Um, Are you someone who undershares or overshares? I I undershare uh, because I like asking questions. That's surprising to me. Really? Yeah. Because because you're so honest. Yes, but the reason I say that it's because... I would answer any question, but in the whole history of dating I've had, it's usually me who asks the most questions. So if if we filmed, like I said, 10 dates I've had, most of the 10 dates is me really asking questions. But if somebody asks me, you know, I'm always about sharing the truth. Absolutely. And you're always good about asking questions with people. Um, I've been out to dinner with you many times, and you're very good. You're a good listener, and I think everybody's favorite topic is themselves, and you're very, very good at listening and asking follow like. You have well, a way of making people feel like they're the most important person in the room, and that's what everybody wants to feel like. Thank you. Just my mom made me feel the most important child or the most important person in, in her world when I was little. So well, I'm going to call your res- brother and sister. Well, they all feel the same. It was just for <laughs> all of us. Every time she had us, and that's where I get this feeling of being calm and because she gave me this feeling to be everything for her. That's important on dating. Make everybody feel like they're the most important person in the room, and you can't go wrong. Exactly. And look at them in the eyes, by the way. Big one. What to do on the first date. Uh, right. Okay. So when we come back, Simon, I want to play our favorite game. We have emails that come in to simonandangie.com. So let's do it. Date or, or dump. dump. That is next. Should this person stay in this dating situation or should they dump them cold? We'll let them know next on The Rendezvous.
You're listening to The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We get a lot of emails at simonandangie.com on love, dating, romance, if you need advice, if you have a comment on anything we've discussed. And mm-hmm. sometimes people go on a date or two or 12 and something is happening where they're not sure if they should continue down this path or just dump this person and start fresh in the morning. Mm-hmm. So let's take an email about that on date or, or dump. dump. This one comes to us, Simon, from Tiffany, listening in Amherst, Massachusetts on Mix 93.1. She says, hi, Simon and Angie. I went on a few dates with this guy, and he's really cool, but he's sober, and I drink. He mm-hmm. had a big problem with drugs and alcohol for most of his life, and he only got sober a little over a year ago. Mm-hmm. I like to drink. It's part of my social life, but I feel like... If I drink around him, it's going to trigger him. He says it won't and that he's around people who drink all the time. But I can't help but think this might be a bad idea. Do you think I should continue to date him or end it right now? Simon, this is a perfect email for you because I know you're not really a drinker. At all. <laughs> uh, yeah. And not and... because not because I'm an addict, because I can drink glass of wine, but because my grandmother was and so I do not drink, yes. I do not so you have that in your life, and it yeah. sounds like this guy had it not only in his own life, but his family too. So mm-hmm. what should she do? I mean, she's going to be social. That's part of her life. Uh, yeah. It's really hard to avoid alcohol anywhere you go in a social capacity. So what do you think she should do? How should she handle this situation? <laughs> Tiffany, just stop drinking. <laughs> no! I'm, I'm kidding you. <laughs> I just provoked you. I was just kidding. Yeah, and oh, listen. you were trying to get at me. I see, yeah. I see. <laughs> Uh-huh. Okay, so uh, Tiffany, here's I, I, I personally, so I can protect myself. I do not drink at all, and I'm not really comfortable, you know, dating somebody who drinks a lot or, or, or all the time because it makes you in a state of euphoria that I'm not in, right? So I, it's a very difficult match to put two people with such a different lifestyle together mm-hmm. on the long term. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in this, in his case, he's probably in the program. We stopped being in. And drinking, and so you're going to be in front of him with the temptation of the devil, right? So, Tiffany, I don't think I don't think you should date him. I don't know what Angie will say, but I just it worries me. Even if he's saying he's okay with it and it won't be a problem, she should still. I mean, I think you should follow somebody else's lead on that. If he's the one that had the problem, then why should you worry? I mean, it's his life, and he, because, if he says, no, I'm okay, because I know that a, a lot of people that are in recovery uh, say things like, well, listen, this is a part of life. I have to be around people that are true. drinking all the time. I have to be able to handle it. If he's saying he can handle it, why should she say, well, I don't think he can handle it? Because if her intuition, and she's emailing us, is telling us something may be dangerous or may be off or not so easy. I trust Tiffany's intuition. The fact that she emailed us, Angie, asking us if she date or dump means that she's not comfortable with well, it. And that's what I'm saying. I don't think it's about him because he's saying he's fine with it. I think it's about her that she is Agreed. uncomfortable. Agreed. Because Agreed. I, I'll be 100% honest. I like my wine. I like to have drinks. I would not be comfortable dating somebody that didn't drink at all because I would feel judged. I would feel... I don't know. I would feel a certain type of way. Like I find the social aspect of being together, having a cocktail, celebrating things that way is just the way I've always been. And you and the majority of people, to be honest. Right. And so I don't think this is about him. I think this is more about her. 
It's it's about both, but it's she she emailed us, so it's about her. She's the one that's uncomfortable. Uh, I don't think he's uncomfortable. He's telling her he's not, and she's not trusting that. So imagine the situation. You have somebody covered in gasoline say, I don't have a problem with you smoking, honey, and you scratch matches in front of him all day long. How long do you think before he takes on fire? Well, he's saying, but this is part of being a recovering addict or a recovering alcoholic. You have to be around it all the time. You have to be okay with it. And he's saying, I'm fine. I think she's the one that is not fine with it. I I agree. I I agree with that. And that's why So either way, what do you say? I said, I said dump. I said don't dump. date. I said I, dump. Yes, this is not a good match. What do you I, say, Angie? I, if you can't trust what he's saying about the situation, if you can't trust that he's okay and you don't trust yourself, then I definitely say dump as well. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And we wish you the best of luck. Tiffany, yes. go find somebody to celebrate with. Clink, clink. Cheers. And <laughs> Yes, exactly. <laughs> more, more of The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie when we come back. This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. So we just got an email for Data Dump about a girl who is dating a guy that is sober, been sober for a year. He's saying he's fine with it. She doesn't know if she should date him or not. I think she's the one that's uncomfortable because she drinks and mm-hmm. she's a social drinker. And, and I, I don't know why we didn't do this before, but our producer Jill was in a very long-term relationship with somebody that's completely sober. And Jill... Likes to get her party on every now and then. So how did that work out for you guys? Yeah, I mean, it wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, I didn't really get drunk around him. I would have like a drink maybe or whatever. But he, there were a couple of instances where I got a little too drunk and he was like, that's not really cool. See, did you feel like you couldn't be yourself because of it? If you wanted to turn up one night, were you watching yourself because you were afraid of what he would say? Not because I was afraid of what he would say, just because I didn't want to put him in a position that was uncomfortable, right? For who? For him, for myself, because, like, uh, you know, it was like... I didn't want to feel judged by him also. Judged. Yeah, of yes, course. Yes, and that's but, what I think our person that emailed us was saying. She drinks, it, and she doesn't want to feel judged. Isn't it a bit selfish to not pay attention to somebody who obviously is in pain because... Recovery addicts, whatever they all do, suffers difficulty to not drink, not take drugs, or not eat too much, or gambling. And Is so it not if, just as selfish to say, because I can't handle this, you should not be able to do it? Well, but the compromise would be the right then to both kind of like help each other. But Jill doesn't other. have the problem. But she loved at the time and was with a man who every day fought day by day by day to stay sober, which is an admirable fight. So we'll talk more about that. Um, How is it to date someone, you're sober, they're not, maybe you're in recovery, maybe you're just someone that doesn't want to drink, whatever the reason, how do you work that out next on The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie? This is The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. We're talking about being somebody who is, you know, a social drinker, social user of whatever it is. And you're in a relationship with somebody that is in recovery, that is trying to be sober, live the sober life. How do you handle that situation? Our producer, Jill, was in that uh, relationship for a very long time. And um, you've said that you still drank a little bit here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, And your your boyfriend at the time never drank ever. Right. Never used anything. And you said sometimes you felt judged. Yeah, a little bit. Um, Did he ever ask you to completely stop? Um, You know, 
he didn't really ask specifically outright, but he would say things a little bit like, hmm, you know, it's not really that fun to be around you when you're drunk, right? Okay. Because it was like on a different level. Did you consider ever completely quitting well, I everything? Just, I would just not do it around him as much. But that was also a problem because if I would be out drinking, he would think I'm like flirty, like because I'm a lot more flirty so when I'm drunk. So there's projecting that's going on. A little bit. Okay. Well, I mean, so from a guy who doesn't drink and who have dated, you know, people who drink, who do not drink, it's two different planets. Right. Two, I mean, really, the planets are totally different. Right. Once it is. I agree. you act differently, and for, for me who doesn't drink, looking at somebody behaving so strangely under the influence is either scary funny or sexy but it's not normal it's so not, it's probably it's not, not normal you become a different person it's no, just fascinating I, uh, to watch i remember this. when i was pregnant and not drinking and being at parties and seeing people that were super yeah, drunk right? and i was like oh my god what's it, going on to me yeah. i found it amusing because i don't know it was just like silly to me it's like watching a movie but i don't i know you don't drink i, I don't i drink you wouldn't date a girl like me no no. Okay, Angie, let's no. talk about why when we okay. come back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. On The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. It's The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie. Welcome back. We're talking about dating as we do every night and love and marriage and relationships. <laughs> yes. um, and we're specifically gotten in this conversation about um, you are someone who is sober. Maybe you're in recovery. Maybe you just made the choice in life to never be a drinker or a user, whatever it is. Um are you in a relationship with somebody that drinks, whether it's socially, whether it's a lot? What is the scenario and how does that work? And Simon, I know you don't drink. I, don't. I am a drinker. We were talking to our producer, Jill, who is also a drinker, dated a man in recovery for many years. Mm-hmm. And some of the challenges that go along with that. I feel like when you're someone who's completely sober and someone that is a drinker, you both willingly get into this relationship knowing the other situation and so i said to you before the break you know i'm a drinker you're not you would never date a girl like me i don't take offense to that that you said no and why is that um will you date a girl that has drinks at all yeah so um the backstory is 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 still my grandmother sophie which i love dearly who was suffering for so much years of of this drinking and 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 before before she went your grandmother was the alcoholic yes yes, the mother of my mother so i saw the disaster of that and uh i was shocked i was it was scary and then she went to AA and stopped drinking for the rest 14 or 15 years of her life and told me never drink never marry a, a, a drinker, never mm-hmm. do anything. And life is so much better sober. So so I've dated girls that drink too much. I've it never worked out. It's At the end, there is a lot of stress for me. Uh, and I've learned my lessons over years that it just doesn't work for me. Mm-hmm. I, I need you to be like me, and I need you to like me, to, to be like you. So I think if I could find... The love of my life being like me, not into alcohol, drugs or nothing, just it That's would work perfectly. It, it, every... it, it's, a, it's a necessary thing for me, Angie. For I you, could not yes. anymore love and date somebody who drinks too much. Everybody has dating preferences, you know. Yeah. Um, I grew so, up in a family riddled with addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, it destroyed my life growing up because of my father, my stepfather, mm-hmm. so many, my grandfather, so many people in my life that battled addiction. I never saw it as 
and I have it in my DNA. I have an addictive personality. I never saw it as, oh my gosh, everybody else screwed up. That means I'm going to screw up as well. Mm-hmm. And it, it's hard being in our business, um, in, in music, in media, to avoid any sort of social situation without alcohol around. It's just everywhere you go. Yeah, and um, I also, you know, growing up was, I was raised in a very European family. And I'm sure you know, 14, mm-hmm. 15 years old, I was allowed to have wine at the dinner table. Mm-hmm. It wasn't that big of a deal because it was just part of every dinner, every day, all the time. And so I was never like a binge person, but... I've been a person that drinks, and I like my drinks, and I like my wine, and sure. I would have a problem the other way, because I guess I would feel judged all the time. Absolutely, and that's why with age, when we look back, whether it's your experience or mine, it's the same conclusion, that you need to be with somebody who has the same lifestyle than you, right. more or less. If, if, if mine and yours are so opposite, it right. cannot work. It's hard it, for a Democrat and a Republican to be together. It's hard exactly. for an atheist and a super religious person to be together. S- same it, thing. So, yes. Excuse me, Angie. It's a lesson learned that we feel so much better in our 40s when we realize this, or so late 30s, who we are, what and we need. And owning it. And owning it. Owning and it's it. not against you or anybody else or against me. It's who right. we are, what we and, need, and find yes. a good partner. And asking for what you want. But also, if you willingly get into a relationship with somebody knowing everything that they are and they own it, to not judge them because you got into this relationship with that person. So to be judged is not cool because it's like, well, why did you bring me in? Now you want to change me. And changing somebody in a relationship I don't think is ever beneficial. Well, no, that's true. Judging doesn't help. Advising or, you know, taking consideration, that, that can help. Being, you know, considerate of our limits. Always. Well, you should always be considerate, of Th- course. That's true. But that's something we should tell all the, the young teenagers and the young people in the 20s about their lifestyle. Go mm-hmm. with somebody who has the same lifestyle than yours. I mean, you can Don't always learn from signs. someone. Yes. But yeah, always learn. But I just, the judgment is a hard thing to live with. In any relationship, for whatever reason it is. Absolutely. That's why you got to stick to your pool. Right on. Stick right? to your pool. <laughs> stick, stick to your pool. Yes. All when right, you go more. fishing. Yeah, when you go fishing. <laughs> more of The Rendezvous with Simon and Angie when we come back. Thank you for listening to The Rendezvous tonight with Simon and Angie. If you missed any of our show, we had some great topics not feeling like you're number one in your relationship, uh, oversharing versus undersharing on a first date, and dating and sobriety. How do those mix? If you're the drinker or you're the sober one and vice versa the other way. Um, you can catch all the podcasts from tonight if you missed anything, simonandangie.com. And mm-hmm. Simon, you had a great Simon Says this evening when it came to the dating and sobriety. Thanks, Angie. I said you need to be with someone who has the same lifestyle than you. Yes. Mean, meaning whatever your lifestyle is, be in love, be socially, be with your partner that enjoys your lifestyle. Or, or even if it's not the exact same, somebody that you can tolerate the differences in right. lifestyle and you can learn from maybe. And not suffer from. Yes, right? yes. Because that's, that's the base. You, we are in relationships to love each other, to enjoy, not to suffer from. Exactly. That's why being in the same pool 
helps you know the two fish to breathe together and swim together <laughs> not supposed to be so hard it's supposed to be fun and enhancing your life and making you happy right yes so, exactly so keep that in mind keep it in mind and let's all work on the happiness and our relationships and make sure you hit the website Simon and Angie.com you can check out Simon on his FYI show in bed with Simon and Yes, please check it out, simonandangie.com. Plenty of episodes to look at, many questions, great answers. So please check it out and let us know what you think. You can comment on the bottom of it. It's like the rendezvous on TV. You got to go That's see the it. back episodes. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Thank you, Angie. Right on. Thank you for being with us tonight. Simon Marcel, I am Angie Taylor. We will talk to you soon on The Rendezvous. Bonne nuit, Angie. Bonne nuit. The Rendezvous Show with Simon Marcel and Angie Taylor.